Welcome to Mouseellaneous, where we will discuss everything Disney from the parks to the movies and everything in between, and with a special Disney recipe every week. This week on Kate Watchers a Movie, we are reviewing 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And now, the news. Pricing and services are now available for the Harmony Barbershop, and that's going to open on July 31st at Magic Kingdom. A child's haircut begins at 20 Adult haircuts from 21 and a beard trim starts at $8. My first haircut starts at 28 and includes a commemorative Mickey ears hat and your certificate. And reservations for this experience are now bookable in my ex- Disney experience, and walk-in appointments are or it depends on the availability, but you can try. And for the first time in forever, the Frozen sing-along at Hollywood Studios is going to be under refurbishment oh. from August 22nd to September 16th. Oh, okay. We don't go again until November, so. It's for my birthday now. It's actually oh. for uh, Wine and Dine. Wine and dine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Disney announced the return of more character dining to the parks and resorts, including Ohana's at Polly, Minnie and her friends at Cape May Cafe at the Beach Club, and Winnie the Pooh and friends at the Crystal Palace and Magic Kingdom. Starting September 20th at Magic Kingdom, the 100 Acre Wood at Crystal Palace, the buffet will featuring Winnie the Pooh. Uh, the Polly obviously has Lilo and Stitch, just as always, September 27th. And at Cape May is October 4th for your beach ba- bash breakfast at the Beach Club. Full performer lineup for the 2022 Eat to the Beat Concert Series. From July 14th to the 15th, you have Baja Men. July 16th to the 18th, Big Bad of Voodoo Daddy. July 22nd to 23rd, Tonic, which is new. July 24th to 25th, Jeremy Camp. It's new. Don't know who either of those are. All right, Tonic is, uh, you know Tonic. You know, if you can only see the way she loves me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know who the other person is. He's a Christian music person. So July 29th to 30th is Taylor Dane. That is. July 31st to August 1st is Tiffany. August 5th to the 8th, Joey Fatone and Friends. Is that? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> who is what? Joey what? Fatone what? from NSYNC? Yes, but who is Anne Friends? I Not NSYNC. <laughs> <laughs> August 12th to the 13th, the Devon Almond Project. Who is that? Uh, one of the Almond Brothers kid, oh, I think. Yeah. August 14th to 15th, Christopher Cross. August 19th to 20th, Journey former lead vocalist Steve O'Gary. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. August 21st to 22nd, Air Supply. August 26th to the 27th, Blanco Brown. I have no idea who that They're is. They're new. I don't know who that is. August 28th, 29th, 98 degrees. And September 2nd to the 3rd, Southern Avenue. September 4th to the 5th, Chris Allen and David Cook. September 9th to 10th, Hoobastank. They're new. September 11th to 12th, Jimmy Allen. September 16th to the 17th, Los Amigos Invisibles is new. September 18th to 19th, American Authors. September 23rd to 24th, BB Mac. Ooh. Oh, September yeah, 25th to 26th, postmodern jukebox. I say we just go please. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, now here's a toss up because I would want to go either that weekend or October 2nd and 3rd. So September 30th to the October 1st is Stokely. That's new. October 2nd to the 3rd is Sheila E., which is amazing live. I'd want to go see her too. October 7th to 8th is Mark Wills. October 9th to the 10th, 38 Special. October 14th to the 15th, Robert Randolph Band, they're new. October 16th to 17th, Newsboys, they're new. October 21st to the 22nd, Ray Parker Jr. There was he just in Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? <laughs> I think that's the only, oh, he's got a song with Michael Jackson too, I think. I have no idea. October 23rd to 24th is Billy Ocean. October 28th to the 31st is Hanson. November 4th to the 7th is Boys to Men. November 11th to 12th, Kitty G. And November 13th to 14th is Sugar Ray. Can't have a festival without him. I was just going to say. He always asks to return every year. Walt Disney World's My Disney Experience app will soon include a car locator. Well, actually, it just dropped this week. Mm-hmm. 
featured to help guests locate their car at the theme park parking lot. To get started, guests will access the car locator option from the app menu, which will prompt the user to enter parking details manually or use location services to log the parking location automatically. Many mobile devices already offer this functionality, with Apple having offered this feature for several years, including automatically logging parking options, I mean, parking locations, sorry, and offering directions back to the parked car within Apple Maps. Bush Although Gardens. Already, oh, sorry. And Hershey, I mean, Hershey did it too, because I remember when Marsh was so excited to use it when we went to Hershey. <laughs> Although already available for most people, this new feature in my Disney experience may help some guests unaware of their device's capabilities. The feature will be Available at all four Walt Disney World theme parks, Disney Springs, Disney Water Parks, and the ESPN Wide World of Sports. I'm not too impressed with the list. Of I don't know half of those. No. Yeah, over I'm half. Like, I'm I old. I don't really know a lot of them either. I'm like, <laughs> but these are like supposed. The Eat to the Beat used to be like throwbacks. I thought. It's supposed to be. Yeah, I, I don't recognize a lot of them. All right. So Disney has officially. Finally announced that the Princess and Frog remake of Magic Kingdom's Flash Mountain will open in late 2024 as Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Tiana's Bayou Adventure will take guests on a musical adventure inspired by the beloved story and characters from the fan-favorite film. Picking up where, picking up where the film left off, guests will join Princess Tiana, Naveen, and the jazz-loving alligator Lewis on an adventure through the bayou as they prepare to host a one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras celebration where everyone is welcome. Along the way, guests will encounter familiar faces, make new friends, and travel through the bayou to original music inspired by songs from the film and as they are brought into the next chapter of Tiana's story. Kind of disappointed that we're getting a new soundtrack. I kind of wanted to hear some of the other songs. <laughs> Did yeah, you see same. one of the logs sunk on the ride Another yesterday? Oh, yeah. Another they, they one? They always sing. <laughs> it, it, it's like, it's it's a new thing. It's like, it's it's rare that they have a week where one doesn't sing. Halloween night is officially sold out for the 2020 Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And the Epcot Food and International Food and Wine Festival Princess Tiana Collection will debut with the festival tomorrow, July 14th, featuring illustrations inspired by Tiana's story in shades of lily pad green and lilac. I don't quite understand why that's a thing and why they announced it for the Food and Wine Festival, but... They brought fun. Remy there, and they're not even going to use them. Yeah, it just... I, I don't get why it's Tiana, unless they're trying to hype up, but that's not going to open up for, for another two years. I mean, she makes beignets. She has a restaurant, but... But we don't have a Tiana restaurant. Maybe they're trying um, to be more inclusive. I don't know. They're trying to kill Figment is what they're trying to do. All right. And on to our main topic. And this is where we go into detail a little bit on 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea with our ratings at the end. So 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea was filmed in 1950. Well, was released in 1954. And it is an American science fiction adventure film. And one of the first features shot in CinemaScope. It was personally produced by Walt Disney through Walt Disney Productions and directed by Richard Fleischer and stars Kirk Douglas, James Manson, Paul Lucas, and Peter Lorre. Um, not James Manson. Mason. Mason. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oops. I've been listening to too much time. That would have been a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been, been listening, listening to Time to, Suck too much. much. Yeah. James Mason, Paul Lucas, and Peter Lorre. It was also the first feature-length Disney film to be distributed by Buena Vista Distribution. The film is adapted from Jules Verne, 1870 novel, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. The film was actually a very big critical and commercial success, being especially remembered for the fight with the giant squid. Ooh, spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now. Okay. Yeah, seriously. And of course, the and Mason's definitive performance as the charismatic anti-hero Captain Nemo. It won two Academy Awards for Best Art Direction, Best Special, and Best Special Effects, and it is considered an early precursor of the steampunk genre. Basically, the plot starts out when um, rumors spread of a giant sea monster, like pretty much killing ships in the in the ocean, and the U.S. Navy is sent out to investigate reports. They are 
joined by Ned Land, which is like just this cocky, like, I don't know how you would explain his. He's just like an ultimate, like, can I say douchebag? So, I was thinking <laughs> that. I was thinking that, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> Douche canoe. Yeah, I mean, he, he's just like, he's the ultimate bro character. I feel like, like, when yeah, you Yeah, before think, that, that genre was around, yeah, he's like the precursor to the bro. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. (laughs) In the white sunglasses. Yes. After months of patrolling, they spot the monster, and they open fire, and the monster rams the boat, and it sinks. I mean, there's a lot that happens in this movie. The cannibals, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's not until later, because this is, they still haven't got that. That's one of the problems I have. Yeah. People are thrown, our main characters pretty much are thrown overboard, and they actually get picked up by the Nautilus. You know, the, the Nautilus turns out to be what they called back then a submerging boat, which, as we know now, is a submarine. So they sneak on board, and they, you know, they think it's deserted, but then they look out the big portals, and they, they witness the crew performing an underwater funeral. And then they get spotted by the divers. And they try to leave, but they capture them and put them in, you know, uh, they kind of like arrest them and put them in cabins to stay there. Except for the professor who Nemo is aware of and reads his books and all that. And he he wants to teach him what he learned. He wants to show him what he learned through his travels under the sea with this newfound ship. The the next thing that happens basically is that uh, they want to leave. Basically, the... Professor and our favorite bro want to leave the ship. They're, they don't. They just don't want to be there. They want to grab all the jewels. Yes, they want to grab all the um, jewels and the gold and just leave. But because this is very high level scientific stuff, he doesn't want them. Um, cat, the captain doesn't want them to leave. So they end up going over to this island. This is where your cannibals come in. Kate, do you want to take it? No, it was here? a prisoner island first. He shows him the prisoner island. Oh, yeah. Wait. This, this is what he does. He they, They're mining. I forgot what it was, but they're mining stuff for, to make weapons of war. And every time the ship leaves that island is when he goes and he rams it and sinks it so that this, this material can't be brought to you know the mainland and be made into weapons. So they, he shows the professor. The professor was like, so... You'd think saving, you know, crashing these ships and killing all these sailors is worth it. So he says, absolutely, if it's going to save save the world, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then they go to, they get shipwrecked off of, um, yeah, because they get beached on a coral reef. Oh, yeah. And then they, Ned and... The uh, professor's helper want to go explore the island, and that's where the cannibals come in. Honestly, I didn't get some of the stuff that Tim, well, like, I didn't put that together, like, the whole collecting, I don't know. Well, he literally says it. Captain Nemo literally says it. <laughs> there was so much going on, <laughs> and it was really long. You're right. I, will, I thought I it was the, long. <laughs> I would take the cannibal scene because this is a problem that I have, and I didn't realize it until I saw this movie again. So the captain allows them to go, Captain Nemo allows them to go onto the island to explore, but as long as they stay on the beach. But he actually warns them about the cannibals. Yeah, he says the cannibals inland, if they see you, they're going to kill you. So Ned being Ned, he says, screw it, he's going to go and explore, and he's going to try to look for a way to escape. So he's walking through the wilderness in in the middle of this island. He trips and falls. No, he bends down to drink some water, that's what it was. And he looks up and he sees skulls on spikes. And then he looks up and he sees uh, this cannibal watching him. So he starts running back towards the beach. But by now, I forget, the council or whatever his name is, the assistant assistant is ready in the boat, ready to leave Ned behind because he thought he escaped. And then we see Ned coming out of the woods, running down the beach, being chased by the cannibals. What other movie, also a Disney movie, do we also see this? 
Pirates. Pirates. Yeah. Okay, it's right. it's like almost a shot for shot, scene for scene remake from well, Pirates is almost. I a think shot it was, eh, not really because Jack was actually part of the tribe for at the beginning of that movie. It's not they were gonna eat him. Well, they were after, but it wasn't like he was he was exploring a beach, and I mean, it was probably a nod to it. I mean, I wouldn't say it was a shot for shot because oh, to me it just seemed recycled yeah but jack, it was recycled the other right. way around yeah so technically this was the first time it yeah. was done i wasn't knocking putting out the leads into the sea for doing it. i just said it was funny that it was just, it just yeah. reminded me of that movie so much oh i thought you said this is one of your problems it is a problem but i yeah it was the other way around so the, the cannibals board the, the uh <laughs> submarine and they almost get inside but Nemo pushes a button and electrocutes the whole hull of the ship and electrocutes the cannibals causing them to run back to the island I thought that effect was cool for the 1950s I guess I mean there's a well, lot of good effects for the 1950s yeah and that's what I that's what I first told Adam is that you see all the the stuff that's obviously hand-drawn like the fish when you first see the fish when they open up the window and they, you see the fish swimming by <laughs> and the the little electrocution charges that i guess you can um chalk that to disney being an animation house first so they were able to do all that special effects pretty well even the submarine is very ahead of its time too I well i mean looking. it was it was probably just a small scale model though when you think about like all the water effects like you could tell it was just like probably being pulled i, by I a read rope. today that it was made out of like light stuff like the car mm -hmm. car was in the other movie so the same kind of concept isn't yeah. there a restaurant or someplace in disneyland that still has the model of the nautilus in it i thought i it's not it somewhere it's not in disneyland it's in tokyo I want to say that they have a model of it. It was somewhere. Pretty sure it's in Tokyo. The warship fires on the Nautilus, which causes it to descend to the depths, and it's technically the deepest depth that any ship has ever gone before, and they attract a giant squid, which is the biggest kind of action scene for this movie, I feel, action. is that <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, that's the best way. I mean, from what we're used to. Yeah. It's 1950. Exactly. So I mean, you can tell, but it was it was cool. Again, looking at the technology, looking at the technology and looking at the effects that they put in, it was pretty cool. Of course, our favorite Ned, you know, wearing his white belt. Actually yeah. Didn't up. they win the Oscar for the effects, the special yes, effects? Yes, I just yeah. said I mean, that at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it that, wasn't an Oscar. I think it was an Academy Award. That squid. I mean, Wait, it, what I don't kind know of award was that? Uh, Isn't that the same? Uh, that is an Oscar. Yes. Oscar is it? Yes. Yep. Is it? Yes. The squid was very well done for its time. I mean, because there's yeah, I mean, movies in the 70s that don't have as realistic of a effect that this had. I mean, I wouldn't go as far as saying realistic. Well, at the time it was, but now, I mean, there's a lot I more still wouldn't. I mean, eh, I, it was good. I mean, eventually Nemo is caught, and then obviously Ned saves the day because he's Ned. As the Nautilus kneels the um, Nemo's island of Ocania, Ned and the professor's assistant were actually, in the first half of the movie, throwing notes and bottles into the sea to try to get people to go to this island. So Nemo finds an island surrounded by warships, and already the Marines are climbing up the side of the mountain. So he decides to blow up the mountain <laughs> and his, oh, so that nobody can get the technology. He actually gets shot in this scene. And then he goes into the boat, says, this is the last time that we'll be taking Nautilus down. Yeah, and he takes everybody with him. Yeah, and he well, tries to Yeah, the crew says they're going to go down with mm -hmm. the captain. Which is also kind of a throwback. One of the crew, one, one with the ship. If you look at, again, pirates. Anti-heroes, I don't even know what I would call them. The professor, Ned, and the professor's assistant escape to the skiff, and they end up sailing off, and you see the mushroom crowd explode, and Nemo ends up dying with looking out into the water, and that's really it. Walt Disney originally considered making this film animated, 
the detailed pre-production sketches by artist Harper Goff, as well as Goff's enthusiastic suggestions, suggested it should be live action and convinced him otherwise. And I thought this was interesting that Kirk Douglas asked him to put the two girls, you know, at the very beginning, he comes arm in arm with the two oh, girls. The, the he, only two girls he, in the whole movie? Yeah. He specifically <laughs> asked to be with women because he said that his audience is used to seeing him with lots of women. I just thought that like, was... Uh, you know. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he always played like a... He called himself the macho guy, and that he yeah. said he had to give that persona. I thought that was funny. All right. So for box office, 20,000 leads under the seat earned $8 million in North American distributor rentals at the box office, making it the third highest, highest grossing film of 1954. And then there was a remake announced, but I don't think I've heard anything about it. I think the last not lately, heard, no. Yeah, it was well, the last thing that was announced was August of last year. It's going to be a miniseries. The Captain Nemo's pipe organ is on display at Disneyland in the Haunted Mansion. A duplicate was constructed for the ballroom at Magic Kingdom for the Haunted Mansion, and over a decade, another duplicate is at Tokyo Disneyland. Well, that was another the similarity to Pirates when um, David Jones was playing his pipe organ. It was almost the same type of music they were playing and the interior of the nautilus was the same designer who did the inside of sleeping beauty's castle at disneyland okay that's cool all right so now let's talk review time uh, my biggest problem this movie is long yes it's long this yes. movie is long this movie it's over it's two hours long and it, it, it is a long movie and I, first day that was a long movie it, it, no long i mean no, there's other two-hour movies that I can think of. Live-action movies used to be longer, and they used to be an intermission when you used to go to the movie theater. Corella so was actually, two hours, wasn't it? And I didn't think yeah. that movie was long. It went by quick. It, 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 it feels like a long movie. I, was, I remember just sitting here watching. I was like, when is it going to end? <laughs> <laughs> is it over yet? Is it over yet? It feels like, I see why it's a classic, but it feels like a very long movie. Kate, what did you think of the blind? I didn't, I kept checking. One, Marsh, Marsh, <laughs> how much longer? <laughs> it was long. Because the exciting stuff didn't happen until the last 20 minutes of the movie, so. Tim, you also thought it was Yeah, I mean, I, I remember we, I, we put it on at 7.20, and I knew it was a uh, two-hour movie, and I remember looking at my watch, and it was only eight o'clock. I'm like, what? It hasn't been two hours yet? 40 minutes and we're like, okay, this is a lot. A lot of fluff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have to read the book and that's probably, it's on my next book to read list, but. I never realized that Finding Nemo was after Captain Nemo from 20,000 Leagues. So now Are I know. Marsh was Kate. like, Kate. I was like, I never saw the movie. How would I know? Kate. How would I know? Hey, if I never know. saw the movie, how would I know? You're going to get ripped to shreds for that one. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, that, that, that's right. I don't know enough about the book to make it a comparison. I will try to read it within the next couple of weeks and hopefully be able to come back to it. I could not stand a lot of the characters. Yes, that was, that's on my list. The only characters I really liked were the professor and Izzy. That's it. It. Oh, I just like Izzy. I thought they and all... for those that haven't seen it yet, Izzy is a seal. Yeah, or sea lion. No, It was a rough. Like you don't end up. I kind of understand the professor. The professor was like the only one that wasn't like villainous. He wasn't like trying to kill people. Like he laid into him when yeah. he saw he was killing people. There was, there's really not a good guy in this movie, at least from one, from how I, I, I felt. It was just, everybody had their own agenda. Everybody had their own thing that they were going for. Nobody wanted to see anybody else's side throughout the whole movie. I hated the douchebag. I forget what his name was in the movie, but I hated him. He was my least favorite. Ned. Ned. Ned Land. Yeah. It just, he was really bad. Like, it just. And Nemo wasn't exactly nice either. No. 
I mean, he killed, he was ready, to, he killed his whole crew. I'm not sure if the organ song that they play in it is the same song they used in the season of Stranger Things. I haven't gone back to check, but. I don't know. It's, it's a popular classical piece. It, it, it's been in a lot of things, so it wouldn't surprise me. I bet there are some, I like the science fiction aspect of it. I like the steampunk feel of it, even though I don't think it was steampunk. I well, it was the beginning of the steampunk movement. It, it kind of started the way for it. But I, I think it's just sci-fi in the 60s. This is what it looked like. Yeah. It's retro-futuristic to us. But in the 60s, this would have been futuristic. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, because there was there was nothing like this then. Yeah, that's what Marsh was saying. He loved it as a kid because of that. And he's yeah, a sci-fi nerd. Well, that's exactly it. As a kid, I remember loving this movie. And just every time it was on, because I was fascinated by, like, underwater and all the stuff and the and the squids and like the fish and just always like that aspect of it but it just wow watching it as an adult <laughs> it's long it, <laughs> well it's long and that they try to fit so much in i feel like that the focus was a little bit everywhere i'm sure there are people who are like screaming at the radio it's their favorite movie or screaming at their device it's their favorite movie and i don't I won't knock you for that because I still watched it. I watched the whole thing. I'd watch it again. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my review's in early. <laughs> I, 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 I've watched it multiple times. It's just, I think I would have to take it in chunks. I think Tim and Adam this summer are on a quest to torture me, making me watch these movies. Oh, there's no secret. There? And incorrect because you know our it's the group. I blame the group. I blame you guys. <laughs> because you have chosen a movie just because it has not won does not mean that you haven't put a movie in the running. I picked Corolla, but that was before we did voting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, well, we all picked a movie before we did voting. So, yeah, because I picked Herbie before mm -hmm. we went to voting. All right, so let's go to the final. So for special effects, what would you give it? For, for that time period, good. So would you give it two yeah. thumbs up? Yeah, okay. for that time period. Two years up, I mean? Yeah. Tim? Yeah, for that time period, two years up. Same. I'm going to give it two years up for the time period. And it looked actually decent. There were parts of it, of course, that don't hold up, but I like... You can tell a lot, there are a lot of practical effects. Yeah. And I enjoy practical effects than a lot of the digital processing. It's just a different feel. It feels warmer. It feels wheeler is the best way I can ex explain it. Clock. Hey. Like I said, nothing happens until the last 20 minutes. <laughs> he starts killing people. He's blowing up the island. There's cannibals, the squid. It's all in the last 20 minutes. They could have shortened up the movie a lot. So, what is that? Two years up? <laughs> one up, one down. Fair enough. Tim? Yeah, I'm not going to be able to follow that, but yeah, I agree with Kate. One <laughs> up, one down. I feel like it was almost a little preachy at times. Where it's like... Man can't handle this technology because they'll use it to kill each other. And, but you're killing you know, people. <laughs> exactly. Right. And, um, you know, we can live off of all the resources we can find in the ocean. We can make cigars out of seaweed and we can, like, or everything's edible from the ocean. I, it just, it got a little preachy to me at times. I mean, it was very slow moving at points. So I am also going to give it one ear up, one ear down. Acting, Kate. Like I said, I did the for acting wise. I thought Captain Nemo did a good job. The professor and Izzy hated <laughs> hated the douchebag guy. What Ned, Ted, Red, whatever his name is. Tim, I like Captain Nemo's acting and Izzy. Everything else was I felt was very overacted. Which I mean, it was par for the course back then. Yeah. Every movie from the fifties is extreme overacting. The, the cadence of their dialogue was almost the same in almost every movie back then. It just, but for me, it just this one just felt the dialogue just for most of the movie felt forced. Well, I'm not asking dialogue; I'm asking acting. 
Well, the acting, yeah, the acting and the dialogue all felt forced. For me, if I hate a character, it means something. It's not necessarily that I, if if they kind of evoke any kind of emotion, they're doing their job. And that's kind of how I feel. He was meant to be that character. Yes, I hated him throughout the movie, but he was playing a character that I hated. It wasn't so much, I don't necessarily hate the actor. I hate the character he's playing. I, the professor's assistant is extremely forgettable. Yes. Yes. Um, just as a whole. The only thing I remember is that um, Ned kept on rubbing his head. Is the clearest thing I remember. <laughs> That's all I, it, and I, we just watched it two days ago. Nemo's acting was amazing. I didn't necessarily agree with him. But at the same token, didn't really hate him as much as I ended up hating Ned. So I think the acting was actually pretty decent on a whole. And I think it was, the, for the plot-wise, far-fetched that the messages he put in the bottle, they got in, like, a day. I'm like, no. No, well, I mean, <laughs> the timeline is a little wonky, because they don't, we don't really get an accurate time period. Well, no, they say in the beginning, it's 1868, in the very beginning no, of the movie. Uh, no, when they're on the boat. We don't know how long they were on the oh, boat. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean by timeline. Okay. It, it's not so much when it started but like the actual timeline when they're on the boat how long they're on the boat for it's never really explained so i i, I don't know how long they were on the boat for i mean there are a few plot holes but at acting what do you give it one year up one year down two years down i said one up one down okay tim what did you say same just because you know izzy does... i'm actually giving it two years up <laughs> izzy because, <laughs> I, I, in just for the reasons, like I said, that the characters made me feel a certain way. Granted, I hated them, but it, it's feeling a certain way. So I, I have to give him up. They, they, he was a jerk. Uh, hey. So I guess, do you have any categories that you guys want to throw out? Uh, I liked the music that was in the very beginning of the movie. I liked that song. The Whale of a Tale song? No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, the, the intro. Well, that's where Kurt swishes his butt. I know, I know. Marshall's like, here comes the butt swish. <laughs> <laughs> no, like at the very beginning when they do the credits at the beginning, I like that song. Not that song. Not the whale tail song. Like the whale of I hate that. Did. No, I hated that song. <laughs> I like that song. It's a classic Disney song. So no. So, so, so for music then, what do you give it? One up, one down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm even two years up the music. I like I, the, the music. Yeah, I love the organ song. Yeah. I recognize the piece. I can't think of it right now. I uh, whale of a tail gets trapped in your head and you can't get rid of it sometimes. So that would that's what makes a good song. No. It's on every Disney soundtrack. Yes. I've never heard the song in my life. That was the very first time I've ever heard it. God. <laughs> really? For real? I've never heard it before. I hated it. It's on like every Disney movie collection I've ever owned. I don't watch movies. It's on the sound <laughs> like the, the the like the CD collections. Not in any of the ones I have. Um, do you have any of the Disneyland ones? No, I had ones the, from when I worked at Disney World. It's on the Disneyland one. It's on the Disney um, classic Disney. Well, it's on the so, movie soundtrack. Like the collection of movies. Maybe I'll appreciate the ride more when I go back to Disneyland. It's not there anymore. It's it's. It's Nemo. Nemo. I know, but it's a lot of the same stuff. Because Marshall's like, look at that, look at that. It's like the ride. And I'm like, I never went on 20,000 Leagues. I've only been on Nemo. (laughs) It was my favorite attraction as a kid. So what was the attraction like from the movie? They had the giant squid in it? And it shocked, and you were rescuing it. It was just... it. It simulated going into the ocean in that time period. So you saw the fish, you saw other submarines. It, it was, you saw other Nautilai? Is that what we decided? The pearl yeah, of Nautilai. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so you saw other, other Nautilai like getting trapped by the squid, and then you electrocuted <clears throat> the squid when it tried to attack you. But it worked. It didn't work in the movie, but it worked on the attraction. So a little bit of. <laughs> difference there but um it was my favorite attraction as a kid but again i was always oh i was always fascinated by the water as a kid so all right i guess tim do you have any 
the three I got three good things about this movie. Okay. <laughs> it was the Nautilus because I mean I just love the design of the Nautilus. It, like, it ushered in the steampunk era. I'm a huge steampunk fan. Kirk Douglas's butt swish. Oh, is that the 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 thing? That's the Nautilus from the movie. <laughs> I just put that together. <laughs> oh. Wow! I didn't know it was called the Nautilus from Twenty Thousand Leagues because I never saw the movie, so I did not know. <laughs> and I had no intention of watching this for the rest of my life. But you people, but, but Kate, you don't remember when it said "dive, dive, dive." Even when they bring it out and it says, dive. "I've only been there like once or twice." And here come the excuses. <laughs> <laughs> And if the ride in Disneyland has parts of the movie in the ride. Oh. So what was your... (laughs) And when it was over. (laughs) It just... It was a very unsatisfying ending, too, I feel. Hey, you picked the movie, Tim. (laughs) I know, but I didn't necessarily say I was going to like it. I just picked the movie to try to throw you and see if you're going to watch it and like it. You say I'm not going to like every movie you pick. (laughs) And so far, I'm not Out of our next picks that we'll announce in a moment, um, I think you would like two out of the four. Really, to be honest. Great. (laughs) So that means that those two will be the last pick. But... (laughs) Um, we got to give our final. So, Kate, what do we got? I'll do one up, one down, but I'm never watching it again. <laughs> what did Marsh think? I didn't even ask. He liked he... it. <laughs> Tim? One up, one down, I will, but I will watch it again, even if it's just to, to try to catch more glimpse of detail in the Nautilus. Because there's so much going on in every scene of, of the inside of the submarine. You just can't catch it all on the first watching or the second watching. You just got to keep watching it and just try to catch a little glimpse of the details of the inside of the ship. I did read today that when it first came out, when Disneyland opened, they did have a room with the set of like on the submarine, like the master bedroom or whatever that you could take pictures in and stuff. And I thought that was cool. I, that was my favorite part of the submarine. Have you all realized that the Nautilus is like a TARDIS? Where it just, there's no way. Yep, it's bigger on the inside. <laughs> yeah, there's just no way all that fit into that. Yeah, that's we were talking that. about that too. We're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> How many rooms are there? <laughs> I'm also going to give it one ear up, one ear down. I think I have to give it the one ear up for the nostalgia factor for me. And again, growing up watching it. But I... I Will I watch it again? Yes. Will I sit down and actually watch it again? I'll probably watch it while I'm doing other things. <laughs> it's like one of those things, I'll, I'll throw this on and like fold laundry. Or like it's not something that I have to invest time in. Like I said, I will try to read the book within the next month or so. Because I'm in the middle of a book right now. But I, it, it, it's a struggle to get through. And I, I just don't think I can watch this movie just in one sitting anymore. I thought it was it one just, of your favorites. Growing up. Okay. <laughs> growing up, it was one of my favorites. But I didn't, like growing up, you're more you're more caught by the scenery. You're more caught, not necessarily by, you don't notice like all the heavy handedness of some of the story that they're trying to feed you. The other thing is there are no women in this movie. Yeah, the only two that he requested to be in the yeah, intro. Sure. That's it. Not and they one. were wenches. Yeah, of some sort. Exactly. <laughs> they were the that uh, that's not the term that Tim used when they first showed up on the screen. But we'll, well we can't that. say that. Anyway. <laughs> 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 if it was our other show, we can say that. We can't yeah, say that. We can't show. say that on the show. But um, can't just the Donald Duck it out. Their names are Mermaid and Minnie. I read that That's today, real. too. And the, he yells their name at the beginning at some point when the fight breaks out or whatever. But It, it was a rough slog. It, it's not an easy movie to watch. It, it It's long. But I, I, I still enjoyed it, but it, it's definitely not something that I need to repetitively watch. And I'm going to give it one ear up, one ear down. 
So our general consensus on this one is one ear up, one ear down. It's not two ears down, which shocks me from Kate because <laughs> I thought last, it was be two years, two years down for Kate. I thought she was going to take the two ears, throw them on the floor, and dance on them. I mean, <laughs> it's not like the absent-minded professor, which was god awful. Oh my god, okay, Marsh! What... Marsh listened to it, and he's like, "Oh my god, Kate." <laughs> I, I still shot that out of you like this better than the absent-minded professor. Yeah, that is that's, true. That the seal it had a seal in it, so yeah. That's the only reason why. Understood. All right, so you voted. Our next movie is going to be Peach Dragon. It's definitely not as long. I was just going to apologize because we haven't been on for a month because I've been sick. Yeah. So I mean. Things happen. Life happens. So we will get back into it. I guess we're going to have to ex extend our summer movie watching because we missed almost no, a month of it. No, I thought it would make <laughs> it shorter. No, that, that's, not, that's, that's not how that She was, was, air quotes, sick. <laughs> no, I, you know she I was sick. She didn't have to watch as many movies. She was sick. So, so she I think we're going to – I'm actually enjoying this. I think we're, I'm, having, oh I'm having fun with it. So I think we need to extend this out a little bit. Uh, or maybe not extend it out, but do like once a month. Yeah. Kate watches the episode. Yeah, that's uh, that would be better. <laughs> but we only record two times a month. But if there's something else going on, like some other, we can cut stuff. Out. We can, yeah. Yeah, we can weave them in throughout our regular yeah. board. So, our next movie is Peach Dragon. Um, I, I I haven't seen the original animated, and that's what we're watching. We're not. Watching I'm optimistic movie. about this one. I think my prediction, Kate is going to like this one. Ooh, you never said that before. <laughs> I think we're going to get a one ear up, one ear down. <laughs> I don't think so. Especially I, I, Kate's current frame of mind, I think she's going to like it. We'll see. I, again, I didn't expect her to destroy Flubber. I didn't expect her to hate <laughs> it as much as she did. So Neither I, did I. I. <laughs> I, I don't really, I can't even make a guess. He lost <laughs> me when he didn't show up to his wedding, I and know, I, I was is, scorned. In the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's hard to tell what Kate's going to focus on in Kate. And, the whole and be movie. triggered by. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. When Kate gets triggered, that's going to affect that reading a little bit. We're going to open voting shortly, and our next four movies. Kate has chose the saddest movie ever, The Fox and the Hound. Marsha has chose the original Tron. Tim has chose Return to Oz. And I actually chose one of my favorites that Kate hasn't seen yet, and it's Bedknobs and Broomsticks. <sighs> Great. <laughs> I think you'd like it. People should vote for me this time, because Tim, people don't vote for Tim. Vote for me or Adam or Marsh. We need a shot. Help it if I'm oh, yeah, it. because you're going to love Tron. And I, I honestly don't remember Return to Oz, so. Never seen it. But, yeah, I, I, Ben Oz and Broomsticks is one of my favorite all-time movies. So, hopefully, that'll get some love this time around, and I'll actually get more than, like, three votes. So, <laughs> <laughs> lately, it's been, like, Marsh and Tim mostly, like, winning. Marsh hasn't won. It's all Tim. Tim, Tim, no. Tim. But it's been close, like, usually it's Tim first and Marsh second. Oh, yeah. He had the Rocketeer. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like me and you were just, like, bottom feeders. At I this know point. our audience. Kate has our delicious recipe this week. I wonder if it's going to be under the sea themed. Take it away, Kate. Um, this is from the new 50th anniversary cookbook. This place doesn't exist anymore. It's Captain Jack's Oyster Bar. This is for Captain Jack's Clam Dip. And this makes two cups. You're going to need one can of minced clams drained, eight ounces of cream cheese softened, three-fourths cup of sour cream, four Greek pepperoncini, finely minced, two teaspoons of fish bouillon, one tablespoon of chopped chives, plush more for garnish, one teaspoon of salt, two dashes of hot sauce, and crackers for serving. You're just gonna mix together all the ingredients in a medium bowl, refrigerate until serve, and serve chilled with crackers. It's a, it looks good. There's a picture. Uh, I don't do seafood, so I'll take you one. Oh yeah, never mind. You don't want to see it. <laughs> I'm surprised you do the Nautilus drink. 
No, I didn't. I just put that together. I'm like, I never knew. <laughs> I didn't know that's what the boat was called. How would I know if I never saw the movie? It literally looks just like... I didn't put it... Yeah, but 20,000 Leagues hasn't been at Walt Disney World in, in forever. True. Like, but when I moved down there, they removed it, and I, I, mi I just missed going on it. I think my first trip back as an adult, the lagoon was still there, but it was empty. They had already drained it. Yeah, they had, like, a character meet and greet there for a while. It, yeah, it was um, Ariel. No, that was on the other side. That was Ariel's Grotto. They used to have Winnie the Pooh across and Friends That's across from there. At least when I worked in Fantasyland, that's what they used it as in 2000. All right. So thank you all for listening. Please be sure and vote on the next movie we're going to torture Kate with. Please do not choose Fox and the Hound because it's hey. the fairest movie ever. <laughs> <coughs> choose Fox and the Hound because it's one of my favorites. I know it's one of your favorites, but uh, but it's sad. It's just sad. Um, if you like what you hear, please rate and review us over at iTunes. We will truly, truly do appreciate the rates and the ratings and the reviews. Five stars. Leave a message. We'll read it on the air or on the podcast because technically we're not on the air. I don't know how that would work. Anyway, thanks for listening. Find us over on our Facebook group where you can vote and chat and tell us how, if you like 20,000 Weeks Under the Seas, the reasons you liked it. And if you didn't, Tell us why you didn't. And if you liked it, explain it. <laughs> no, teasing. And that is going to do it for us tonight. We look forward to seeing you all in about two weeks. Y'all have a great night. Bye. Good night.